Have you ever fallen away, or maybe you know somebody that has? Perhaps we've all been there in our lives where, well, being a Christian, there's times where we wander back to our old sins or our old ways, whether we know it and do it willingly, or if it's maybe piece by piece. Maybe you fall away for a short time, a few weeks, or maybe you fall away for a few years. I, for one, have been in that situation in my past. I've been a Christian for about 11 years now, and it's just been perfect every day. No, I'm kidding. I've had times in that 11 years, believe it or not, where I've uh, fallen away. And I don't mean fallen away as in, like, not believe, but I mean fallen away as in departed back to my old sins. I've even had times where I've sinned worse as a Christian than before I was a Christian. And I think a lot of that's because the fact that when I became a Christian, I was 13, and so I was still just getting used to this idea of what sin is at that time, or at least being conscious of it. But I want to talk about falling away and going back to sins. And today's example comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 5. If you have a little subheader on your Bible, the topic would say, Sexual immorality defiles the church. And if you don't know what sexual immorality is, a brief answer would be sexual activities outside of marriage. So that could be... Well, we don't need to get into the depths of that today because that's not our main topic. But it's sexual activities outside of marriage. So we're going to start in verse 1 of chapter 5. It is actually reported that there is sexual immorality among you and of a kind that is not tolerated even among pagans, for man has his father's wife. So what's going on here is there is a man that is in the body of Christ. He's, he was a saved, born-again man that is there in the assembly. He's worshiping God. He is a Christian. But... Uh, he is participating in sexual immorality, having his father's wife. So that could be a stepmom or, well, <laughs> we try not to think about that, right? To us, it's, well, foul, right? But this man was practicing it, and it's been reported. So that means the people in that congregation, in the areas around, they knew about it, hence why Paul found out and they were tolerating it. And a lot of it was because they wanted to show the world that they were loving and kind and accepting. But Paul says we can't accept sins like that openly in the church because what example does that give off to the rest of the world around us? That you can follow Jesus and you don't have to change? Well, that would be a lie of the gospel, a distortion of truth. So what goes on here, and I'm going to sum it up instead of reading it all, and I invite you to read it if you desire to dive into this topic. But what happens here is this man is sleeping with his father's wife, and Paul says a phrase that really is powerful. He says, you should deliver this man to Satan that he may learn not to blaspheme. What is going on here? What does he mean by deliver him to Satan? Does that mean he's damned, he's unsavable, he's ruined it? No. What he's simply stating is you need to exercise church discipline and ask this man to leave the assembly. Confront him on his sin, ask him to depart from the assembly, and when he repents, because he's going to learn the importance, hence the deliver him to Satan that he may learn not to blaspheme, when he learns to repent and decides to repent, Paul, as we see in 2 Corinthians, says to receive this man back to the assembly. He's saved. He's repented. He fell away, but he came back again. Deliver his body to Satan shows that, yes, there are consequences to our sin. There's church discipline, or maybe with delivering his physical body to Satan, there might have been consequences for his sexual sins. There might have been diseases or illnesses or, you know, being shunned by the congregation, I guess, perhaps. I'm not necessarily 100% sure, but the point is this man wasn't immediately condemned for falling away in what you might think is a really, really, really bad sin. But this man was 
uh, told to repent. He repented. He re- he was received back to the congregation, received back into the church. He was forgiven. He was born again, and he went on in his Christian life. Here we had somebody that was a faithful Christian fall away into sins, and he needed to repent. It was essential. He repented, and he was received back and forgiven, and he was back on the path, back in the race, in the march towards heaven. And so if you're somebody today that maybe you've fallen away, and you might think, how can the Lord forgive me of this sin? These sins are worse than before I was even a Christian or so on. But you know that you can repent and be forgiven. Um, I will confess in my life, I've uh, wandered off into this very similar department with sexual sins and premarital activities and so on. I won't get into the vulgar conversations of that. Um, but it was sexual immorality, doing at those activities with somebody outside of marriage. And that's wrong. And I was a Christian at the time, but I was confronted in church discipline and asked to repent. I did, and I haven't looked back since. And so I was a saved Christian. I fell away, but I came back. I repented, and I was received back into the assembly. And likewise, you still continue to struggle with those temptations, with lusting, or whatever, again, your sin of choice may be. Not just going to focus on the sexual sin aspect, but... The point is, if you're somebody here today and you're struggling in these sins, it's important to repent, but know that you can and will be received back into the assembly. If you're somebody here today and you know and love somebody close to you that's fallen away, pray for them and uh, have this conversation with them. Lovingly talk about the sin and pray for them that they will repent and come back around. It's not impossible. I just felt this was an encouraging lesson and I hope it really touches all of you because falling away, believe it or not, I personally think it happens to all, if not most of us, at some point in our life where we really, really hit uh, a rough road in our faith or bottom out or plateau even, and it's time to repent. Repentance isn't just a one-time thing. You do it and you're done. We do it all the time because we're in spiritual warfare. We continue to fight. Sometimes we lose a battle, but we know we've won the war at the end of the day. And so when we do lose a battle, what do we do? We learn from it. We pick ourselves back up and we strike back, right? Wow, that was powerful. (laughs) Anywho, so I invite you today to read that passage if you're curious about repentance and being restored back to the kingdom because although on the outside looking in, it kind of looks like it's just a passage about sexual sin, but it's really a passage about falling away and being restored and enacting church discipline as well as consequences of sin, but spiritual forgiveness and revival, you might state.